You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. Man, you know what it is when I get up in the morning and I'm like, damn, what do I got going on today? And I realize, shit, I got a show. And it's always good when I have some friends, associates, but my co-host, which I hardly ever have a co-host. I mean, I remember when I have Tilo and when he comes in for Methods of Mayhem and he's just a fucking wild maniac when I have him on as a co-host. But I got my my cohort, Sarah Tokes, with me today. What's up, Sarah? What's up, Andrew? Thanks so much for having me on today. I know, right? We got sometimes we got to chill. Relax, do a show, hang out, and we've been we've been doing a little recruiting lately, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Just stay tuned for that new talent. I'm super excited to announce all that. Can we can we tell Betty or now or can we? Or is you, already it? Or, it. you already said it. You already said the cat's out of the bag. Just one name. <laughs> just one name. But shout out to Betty Crocker. Betty Crocker Bakes. You'll be seeing her on She's the stage. She's joining soon. the team for sure. Let's also give a shout out to Cannabis. With Cupcake. With Cupcake. Marissa Manuel. Going to be joining the crew. We're getting the females now. Yeah, women power. You already know, Angie, we're getting ready to take over. <laughs> I, I've always said it's a great industry because you got to think about it like it's, it's a lot of industries are male dominated. But Cannabis, the women, I'd say almost 50-50, I would say. You know what I mean? Like, I'd say it has a good chance of almost even taking over, right? Well, realistically, Mary Jane, she she is a woman, so it, we're already in a woman-ran exactly. industry. And <laughs> you want to look at it that and way. And those chronic ladies are those beautiful females that we take care of to make sure those nugs are so unbelievably delicious and good. And uh, the past, uh, what, past uh, couple months, we've been doing this clubhouse thing, right? Yeah, we've been uh, going hard on the clubhouse. If you guys are on clubhouse, make sure to check out our rooms. We are going crazy on the Cannabis Network and Chill. And Yeah, that's the one we're blowing up right now in Cannabis yeah. University. We have a bunch University. of others that you can check on Instagram. But... The past few weeks, we have had clubhouse after clubhouse after clubhouse person coming in on all these different shows, <laughs> and it's so fucking cool to like see faces, see you know hear voices, hear people speak about topics, and then boom, you get to meet them and see them. And we have a guest today, who is uh, Shalina. How are you? doing well how are you and a cannabis attorney <laughs> that happens to actually be in the area which is pretty tight but before we actually get into those things we always like to start off by what did you do prior to being in the cannabis industry and now I know you're attorney but was did you go to law school go right into being an attorney or what was the, your situation um, so well, like, did I go into law school thinking I was going to do cannabis? Well, no, just did you go to school, you know, go right into college and say, hey, I'm going to be a lawyer and attorney and then go that route straight away? Or were there other passions and things? I don't know. I think I just kind of always found law fascinating. Okay. And then I like in high school, I took like criminal justice class. I was really into criminal stuff in high school. Nice. But like I never, and now I'm not as much. I don't know if I'm like desensitized like to it, but like. Okay. But. Um, that's kind of how I started like 
being into law, like liking law. Sure. Did you like all those uh, like shows like Law and Order and this and like all that type of stuff? Or <laughs> I nah? like Suits. Oh, uh, Suits was great. Yes. How fucking good was <laughs> that? Amazing show. Seven episodes. <laughs> and shout out to my girl, even though she fucking is going through all this drama, is now the uh, princess of England, <laughs> right? Because that yeah, girl was yeah. the fucking the girl from Suits. Yes, yes, she is. Is uh, what's her name? Morgan. Megan. Megan. Oh yeah, Megan Markle. I, yeah, Megan Markle. So. Did you know that? No, I didn't. That That's why on, I'm over here shook she, like, what? That, that <laughs> Meghan Markle was seven yeah. episodes of on TV on a very, very popular show, mm -hmm. I must say. To have, especially if you have seven <laughs> episodes of, you know what yeah. I mean? And then she just balls out. Boom, you next thing you know, like Princess Diana fucking flip next generation <laughs> in, in the wind. And, and that shit goes down. So I mean, yeah, it's pretty, pretty fucking crazy. Um, so, did you, did you, uh, you know, like aside from suits, like, did you? Um, it's also funny because Entourage had like a big effect on me as a kid. Okay. For some reason, I like wanted to be like Ari Gold. Okay. And I like wanted to be like Harvey Specter. Okay. Like I just had that like, like desire to be like that. I've been okay. watching it since I was young, like okay. like fourteen. Um. And then, so I think it kind of mixed with that. And I, I think like growing up in LA my whole life. Oh, okay. So, so like, California native. That yes. was one of my questions that was going to come <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. You know so I mean? I'm, I'm born and raised here. So you're kind of around entertainment your whole life. So I kind of like wanted to do, I wanted to be like an agent of some sort. Okay. I just wanted to, I don't know, like I, but I, I knew, you know, in the show he went to law school. Okay. So I was like, oh, okay. That's another, like law school. I'm like, I, I'm. I'm so fascinated by law. I'm like, I think I just saw myself going in that direction. Kind of sure. everything kind of led to that. And what was uh, what was your uh, college background? So give um, a little shout out to, uh, where'd you go to school? Uh, CSUN, Cal State Northridge. Are you LA native? Okay, no, I'm okay. from the East Coast. So. Okay, okay, okay. Born okay. in the East and rest in the West. <laughs> Like my boy are Biggie. You, are you from here? Yeah, I'm born and raised in the Valley. Okay, She's cool. So I know where CSUN yes. is. Yes, wait, what part of the Valley? I'm from Northridge, so yes, <laughs> Chatsworth, so, so yes, nice. hell yeah, hell yeah, and uh, born native to Cali, and so obviously always influenced by Bud. Yes, yeah, because well, Cali yes. has always been that way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on, let's yes. be realistic. Growing up in the valley, especially, I sure. think, because with the legal law, there's it was just such a, it's a culture, and you knew someone who, like, worked in a shop or yeah. sold to a shop, and in or, the valley, like. And, and we're not trying to be cocky, but like this, the SFVOG, you yes. know, the Valley is known for cannabis. It's mm -hmm. not SGV, SGV <laughs> OG, it's SFV. So <laughs> the Valley's known already for cannabis forever. Yeah. That's what Snoop and everyone's singing yes. about. They're talking about uh, our, our territory. Yes, yes. So that's why we're we're super cocky when it comes to our weed, because we just make the best. Yes, 818. 818 all day. What do you think about, um, about Clubhouse since you've been on? How long have you been on it? Honestly, like, Two, I think like February started and it was just like sure. someone telling me that on my podcast like do you have clubhouse and I was like no and like you need to get on this and like I think it was right when everyone started to like jump on like and you have a podcast yeah look at these things that are being revealed <laughs> are you kidding me <laughs> Um, all right, so tell me about this. See, we what? didn't even know these things. You didn't know Let's that. talk about the no, no. no idea. Let's talk about the podcast. Um, shall we talk? I've had shall we talk oh. for like now. I saw four shall we talk the name on there, but I wasn't sure what it was for. Now you know. I and thought that was a super have clever a yes. podcast. Yes. Super clever Damn. Name. and a blog. It's I've been blogging more recently lately because with all the laws and everything. 
And how long uh, have you had your show? The show I've had for a year. The okay. Shall We Toke I've had for over three years. Okay, so break that down. What inspired Shall We Toke? So that started when I was in law school. Um, it was like... so. Wow. I, yeah. In law school in and law you're school. deciding... Yo, fuck, I'm going to break into some cannabis <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> shit. I am dope like that. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it was around 20, like 15, I was in law school. And then 2016 was when pre-legalization, I started to like educate myself more on it. And I was like, I mean, you know, growing up in the Valley, it's very common. You know, you, you smoke here and there. But like, I didn't use it, I think, in the right way. Yeah. And I think that the the way that we kind of know it as is like, you know, the stoner image and being sure. lazy. So then I just started to like research more. And then I used it before I worked out. One of my friends in law school, she was like, you know, because I, you know, pre-workouts like C4 and stuff like it's sure. so popularized oh. and it's terrible for you. Yeah. Terrible for yeah. you. Yeah. And I started researching about this. I'm like, this is really bad for you. And then she suggested one. She's like, you should, you should smoke before. I'm like, oh, okay. And then ever since then, I've never. Now, the interesting thing is Sarah and my co-hosting <laughs> times, actually, we had Eddie the weed trainer. <laughs> and when we had Eddie the weed trainer, he actually broke down how he smokes before and how that, you know, like helps actually with the workout. Mm -hmm. But what he also said which was very interesting, is you go home and how did we do it before the shake? You would take an edible or what? remember what he said? Yeah, you, he said what, what pretty he much like before you do your, I believe it's a protein shake when you get home. Yeah, or any type um, of thing. He said to do like an edible so it'll hit you. Like in that thirty minute period, by the time you have your shake, your shake and then all and the nutrients, yeah, and he said, oh yeah, yeah. Out. So he goes, oh. once you increase cannabis into you after you worked out it does some fucking thing to the body that will then when you take a protein shake or this or whatever into your body it will absorb it at the most efficient and all these different things and helps the muscles he said right and like yeah. the best way it can you know like get better swears by it you know and uh Cool little tip if you're interested, in for sure. I've heard, like, taking it, I know runners take it, like, take edibles before, or, like, marathon runners, or marathon, like, um I could not take an edible before I run a marathon. I, but, like, I'm, I can't have <laughs> done that either. I think I've been that well, maybe I once mean, or let, ran, let, Let's but. think about it. One, your body is so clean, like a fucking machine. Right. Two, it's probably healing the, the muscles and tent, because you're fucking running yeah. a goddamn marathon. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. think about it, you know? But also, they don't have as much AF. fat. They don't have as much fat on them, and I think yeah. I'm not like a medical health expert. Yeah, I just know that like well, I think it uh, you know it, it's attaches to we'll, fat. We'll, we'll yeah. go with it. Yeah. <laughs> what were some of your all right? So what were some of the topics of the podcast? Uh, I'm curious now. There's no topics. It's okay. more like a Joe Rogan kind of style. Oh, I got you. Like, sometimes I'll go. I started in the pandemic, so it started over Facetime. Okay. And I had always had plans to do a podcast. It's I like I, it's funny. I was looking at my notes from years ago, and I had put in there podcast. Okay. And so like I ended up just deciding after I took the bar, I was like, I need to after I take the bar, I'm just gonna just go ahead and do it because I already had Shall We Took the blog, but I wanted sure. to do something more. The reason I wanted to do it was more of like a conversation style, like hanging out and like being able to smoke and have a session, not it be like, you know, taboo or whatever. So, yeah, of course. So I wanted to like change that stigma so i kind of just sure. did that over facetime with so many different friends and people and it just kind of grew it i haven't grew. really been keeping up as much as i should be but yeah 
That's cool. And so did you get out of school and then just straight go into doing legal things for people in the cannabis industry or did you just, or did you do regular general or what did you end up doing? So I have like also personal injury. Like I have worked in personal injury when I was in college. Okay. Um, But I was like, just like as a clerk and stuff. And then, so I have that kind of experience and like doing discovery Uh and stuff like that. So I did, was doing that for the last couple of years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's a tedious job. Yes. And I don't know if I was as passionate about it as the people that were doing it. And I think in California, you'll see a lot of personal injury attorneys and you're just, you see the passion in them to like, and I, I had friends that did it. And Yeah, people's jobs are just yeah. to like email and this and answering and checking people's Instagrams yeah. and this and like looking at every single thing. Yeah. And documenting it all. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work. But I just, I didn't see myself, I think, doing that. So when did you switch over? What happened? When Honestly, did, when did the light bulb come on? Is it coming on? Like, what's going on? I think, like, it's like funny. Like, we kind of how we were talking earlier. Like, everything kind of happens for the way it's supposed to. And you don't realize when things are happening, why they're happening. And I think everything kind of just fell into place because I was, I think I, like, I knew I wanted to do cannabis law when I was in law school. But I didn't, I think I, like, in the mentality and as a female, like you just kind of expect, especially in this profession to like work for someone and like work at a law firm. And so sure. like, and I think with the cannabis space, I, I assume like, oh, I would just like work for another attorney. But then I started to realize like this industry is so new and upcoming anyways. Yeah. There's a lot of attorneys that are just doing it on their own. They have yes. no, you have no need. No. Yeah. Yeah. No need to have like a big, unless you get wrapped up in a fucking lawsuit, but then that's right. a different story. But to just help out with getting their licenses you know, and business advice and, you know, what kind of stuff are you working on or give as a service? Like right now? Yeah. Um, business formations, like cult, like um, cultivation licenses, licensing. I okay. want to do, like, I kind of want to do more like events because I feel like events are coming out yeah, now. Yeah, and- you're talking right up our alley right yep. now. <laughs> really? Event masters. Are you kidding me? Oh, no, <laughs> you have no idea. Like, we're part of, like, you know... <laughs> festivals and all right. kinds of things that we're all in our ecosystem associated with. Yeah. A lot of the people who do these events and stuff are all in the in the ecosphere, especially if it's in Cali. Right. And you're talking about any whether it's north or south, you know? Right. Yeah, I think that that's like the new um avenue that people aren't really looking at and I think now that like restrictions are loosening up and like people want the human experience. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. want to be like out and like especially in the cannabis space, like it just, it makes the most sense. And I think with festivals, especially like, I love going to festivals. I love going to concerts. I, that's like, I live for that. And then like to like not be able to smoke or secretly do it. And it's like, you can't have both with like alcohol. And it's like, you know, it's just, and I'm not giving any legal advice, but yeah. Sure. Um, and you know, yeah. but getting, but, but going through the licensing process mm-hmm. is not as easy as everyone assumes it is. And, you know, it's broken down by county. Yes. And then you have to deal with the county and deal with, you know, their rules and their regulations and what they want. And even to the point of design, Mm -hmm. like some places like even West Hollywood have like a code of like all the buildings in West Hollywood that the windows have to be a certain thing or the framing has to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. And you have to... You know, in a lot of these proposals, you have a 
certain amount of pages of design, right? Mm-hmm. And then a lot of pages about security and this and all these different factors that you Everything. have to actually pay all those different people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by the time you're done doing that and you're not even guaranteed you're going to get a license, right? Mm-hmm. You can spend a pretty penny. Yeah. And that's like another thing. People think that they're just giving them out. And it's like they're not just giving them out that easy. And it's like you, the state wants you to look at, like, you can't even move up to the state until you get local approval. And that alone, like, is a process. And I feel like that's, like, the most hectic part. And, like, I don't know. I just think that people underestimate the process of getting a license, getting fully operated. And especially in L.A., I think it's really saturated here. I think people look too much at la like to do business here but it's like people are not people are underestimating possibilities outside of la and um are you doing like general counsel type stuff too like just being like a business advisory attorney and stuff or no no i don't give business advice sure i'm strictly legal so like i i try to just do only legal stuff so (laughs) just mainly about getting people through the process yes and i think that's like I like want to make things happen. And again, like talking about like, like what I want to do is like events, music festivals, stuff like that. Like I want to see like a whole project through. And I want, I think when this space, like it's not to me, I just don't look at, and that's where like in law school, like going back to like, how did I get into this? Like I couldn't see myself being a boring attorney, going to a job, hating my life, just doing. So would you apply for your own events and business license or would you just work with other people that did? I haven't thought about that yet. You know what I'm saying? Like you'd capitalize by being legal, but also offering the fact that you already have it. And like writing SOPs and stuff like that. Yeah. For I didn't even think of that really, yeah. I mean I have, but like Yeah. You know, I mean, definitely if you're helping to do it, you can even turn around to people and eventually be like, Yeah, and I I got one for myself <laughs> and they'd be like what, yeah. <laughs> you know what and the event one isn't as hard to get that one kind of is actually one of those ones where you know it's not that hard to get that type of a license because they do want to hold that stuff you just got to find the county in this and since you're doing that you probably could yeah I think have just, a better chance of picking out the right one to align with you know yeah and I think with COVID though that has been the now another hurdle that's been added on that like Again, people are underestimating. So I, I'm curious to see how that's going to play out in the next, like, year or so. Is there a water by chance? Oh, I got you. One, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah take the rain for a second. I'll grab it. Thank you. I got you. So uh, where do you where do you see the industry going, like you're saying, like, with the whole events and everything? How how fast do you see that happening? Well, okay, so. Things getting back to normal. Right. So the first event was this past weekend that. You, we both brought hazy. Yeah, it was our hazy, and okay, you were there. Yes, and I, I'm like, sorry, y'all, but like, from a legal standpoint, what what are your views on that? Well, again, cannot give. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, would that be up to regulations? I think that like, there's so it's such a gray area, and I think every city and every like again we were talking about yeah they they do things so differently. I think. I see in the future, I see things loosening up a little. And I think people, because it is now essential and like people want it and it's like, it's, 
I think that in the next like three to five years, it's going to be very normal, you know, to like smoke at an event. But I think that's going to have to go through some legal hurdles first. Yeah. I mean, uh, did you go to the Cannabis Cafe when it was open in No, Hollywood? I never went. But So they ended up having a bar on site. Interesting. But it was like, okay, here's one side for the cafe. And then completely different, like backdoor, everything was the bar. Like you weren't able to bring your cannabis to the bar. You couldn't bring right. your alcohol to the cannabis side. Oh, so they had a bar they on site. They had a bar on site. Like the city of West Hollywood gave them a liquor license on site of a cannabis consumption lounge. Interesting. So I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's already like somewhat in the works. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. But like being able to walk around like Rolling Loud Fest. I'm sure you know yeah. Rolling Loud and yes, all that. Yes. Yeah. Being able to walk around Rolling Loud like with blunts right. freely without having to be worried about that. Well, I mean, yeah. at festivals, we see like beer gardens, right? There should be weed gardens. There should, they're, ha- they're going to have to eventually find a way because at the end of the day, going, going to a festival and smoking weed versus going to a festival and getting drunk, they're two different experiences sometimes, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, they're both fun, but like they're different. And as someone who loves music, like you feel a different vibe and you feel a different energy around the people. Like they're going to have to... And, it dates back history. Like we were talking about Jimi Hendrix. Like yeah. that's the, it's part of history. It's part of music. Like it's part of the creative process. Artists, m- you know, majority are probably smoking weed in the studio. Like you, that's just a Look fact. at Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, there's, a lot, there's, there's a lot of people like definitely get in here if you want. Oh, to thank you so yeah, much. You're all set. It gets smoggy in here and then all of a sudden you smoke a little bit before and you forget, oh shit. Right? Cotton <laughs> mouth. Mm-hmm. It happens. Events is always a, a fun thing, and uh, you know it was pretty interesting with COVID. How you heard of these like um, drive-in concerts, mm-hmm. you know? Oh my gosh. And like I saw drive-in EDC, and then boats. You did that? No, no, I saw it. Oh, okay. I heard yeah. about like, it. Oh my, and I saw it on Instagram. <laughs> and then there's like a boat one where you could watch like concerts, and everyone has little mini boats they're gonna make in California or wow. something like that, separated. Oh my gosh! I need so many like variants of different things what what do you feel about virtual reality events well i originally thought like that was going to be obviously i think it's going to be the future but i think that and i think with covid what we've learned is that people need human interaction yeah so like virtual reality can only get you so far sure and like at the end of the day like live concerts yeah they're great whatever but like or i mean i'm I'm sorry, virtual um, a concerts, live concert. Yeah, but sure. live concert is something that's so much uh, more different. Yeah, for sure. So I think at the end of the day, like that's that's the human ex- experience is something that you. I can't. wonder. I wonder though, because of it, if the human experience will want both though now, because last it, before it was like not, you know what I mean. It wasn't um, as popular, and it definitely has gained a lot of traction and a lot of kids now have vr with the playstation right oh like getting them like you know the few I, I feel like that people are getting conditioned into mm-hmm. the few fu- into the future is that that's where we're heading you know yeah you're conditioning children yeah and everybody like the new generations are literally getting these things why you know what yeah. i mean because it really is and i have one it's fucking 
you know, we were. I was just doing a like, you know, a, a fucking uh, like a survey thing. Yeah. Somebody was asking me questions about it, you know, and Sarah was even listening. It's 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 just like it's hard because like you see how crazy when putting that on you feel like you're a Jedi Knight or you're this or you're whatever and you know you can check a big screen and watch a as if you're in a theater you know and they have all these crazy things that are already with it so I can't even imagine what's gonna happen in the future I've never tried virtual reality yeah when you like that sort of I've heard it's. I mean, have, so it feels like you're there. It really is. Like so, like, do you feel there. like your arms moving? Like, your you arms feel? are moving, and you see them. Whoa! And, that's and you and you and, 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 you, and you and you look around 360, and everything is there. Stop! You literally like, let's say you like Star Wars, right? You'll all of a sudden be in a Jedi temple, with a fucking pedestal and a lightsaber, and you grab it, and it's like. Boom. Stop. And fucking things start popping out off the floor, little Death Star balls and shit, shooting lasers at you as you're taking your Jedi sword, bouncing it back, and as it hits it, movie graphic explosions are going on, and you're turning around 360, walking or doing whatever, and you're in the motherfucker. And that's what these things are like now. It's nuts. That's insane. Because I feel like, well, I think it's good maybe for like, I've heard, I've seen studies about this, like that's good for like depression and anxiety. But I, I, I mean, what did you feel? Like, did you feel like, how did you feel as a, do, when you were doing it? Did you feel like you were there? Yeah. You fucking think, you, look, so they have a cliff, like fucking when you're climbing cliffs and shit with the ice picks and shit. Mm -hmm. tsh, tsh. Have you tried it? And you're yeah. She tried. She got freaked out. She like was like, I get like, claustrophobic. So yeah. like it gave me weird anxiety. Yeah. But, you know. I don't know how I would feel about that. I mean, I don't know. Well, then I don't know. That's an interesting. Yeah. And they like they have um, a fitness one. Yeah. Right. Where you're like totally like again in this like kind of arena ish type thing. And you're hearing music and these like round ball spears, you know, spheres and stuff come and you punch them and they fucking explode in front of your face and you're punching and working out and you fucking like literally do like a 15 minute thing and the thing will say you burned 200 calories and you're fucking sweating like you just did like this crazy aerobic workout and you literally feel like you're in this fucking thing. Now the crazy thing is you can click a thing and other people are there also. Wow. And people from all over the world, like seven or eight people, you see their fucking thing to your left and right, all ducking in this and doing the same fucking thing. That is so crazy weird. Because <laughs> I didn't even think about other people. Like, in the, it's like an... Yeah, like a, they have all the games you can have. And my, my best friend in New York, I was like, yo, let's jump on this one. We're sitting there with, like, bows and arrows, and he's, like, waving to me, and we're, like, fucking shooting people and shit like that it's like with arrows and stuff i was like no it's like yeah. do you it, think it's the future absolutely so do you think that like concerts are not gonna go no no i'm not gonna say that it's not but guess what there's gonna be cheaper to beat the fact that you concert tickets will always be crazy pricing mm -hmm. and you got to go there and park and this and do all this stuff and everything else 
And then there are people on budgets that are going to be like, you know what, I can't do that as often anymore, so I'll mix it up. And instead of paying $150 to see my favorite bands, I'm going to pay $10. <laughs> I'm going to throw in the fucking goggles and there's going to be 10,000 people there roaming around and their avatars waving and this. And Oh, you think there's going to be like actual like... There is. Whoa! There is crazy. concerts and parties and things you can go in, dance party and you're dancing around. They see <laughs> your avatar that you made. And you move your hands up and down, and then you're looking at your friends. And this is the future. They're this is the future. This is so dancing. scary. They're dancing in their house, and you're dancing yeah, in the house, yeah. but you're fucking dancing together. This is, yeah, this, this is the future for sure. That That's the thing, is you'd be able to do things with people that are so far away that you could never, you, I could go and say, hey, mom, let's go watch, what movie you want to watch today? Okay, cool. I'm going to join you in the room. And you literally will go on a couch. Netflix has this in VR. Mm -hmm. You have a couch like it's your house. And you sit in the couch and your mom fucking logs in, whatever she is in the Oculus. She joins you to the party. She comes into your virtual living room, sees your avatar, sits next to you, and you look up at a screen and watch any Netflix show. Wow. And you can sit and talk to each other and look at each other and then look up at the screen and you hear it playing. And you hear each other talking to each other. That's like for people that are like so far away. That's big or anywhere, yeah. like literally, you know. Wow. And like you can do all kinds of stuff. They have rooms where you can just hang out with people and have a private room and just sit in your avatars and fucking talk and hang out. Oh my god! <laughs> but don't you still want like a human? It's absolutely okay. just like Clubhouse again. Yeah. I'm not gonna say it's gonna fully replace, but. People are going to be programmed to feel that that's even more than what real life is. Do you like Clubhouse? Oh, I, I think it's great. I think yeah. it's great. I, you know, Sarah knows my my philosophy <laughs> on it. You know, what? I, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm very intuitive about things and what we're doing, media wise, and you know what what we've done and then what I you know I've done in the industry for 25 years and a lot of these OGs and people that are popping up on it it created because of COVID what we did in all the conventions we went around and seen hundreds of our friends and whether it's here in Cali or this every fucking week there's shit to go and intertwine with thousands and thousands of people just like you said and that shit's happening all over the United States whether it's here Oregon, Boston, you know, everywhere, Washington. We could go to an event every day yeah. for 365 days. I bet you we could find a cannabis show. So when COVID stops and all those shows stopped and you don't see all that people and all that networking, but a lot of those motherfuckers are on Clubhouse now. In rooms, swapping around, saying hello, DMing, doing all this stuff. Shit started happening again. And not just in this industry, but I got actor friends that got movie deals that were had nothing going on. Jumping in because fucking directors and producers and all kinds of people are creeping around in these rooms. Listening to people, recruiting this, like all kinds of shit's going down. And we're in beta. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been on it, you know, and have had a very consistent following. And everyone in the network 
has consistently grown their following and all of us collectively working together have been creating a really cool social atmosphere for people to feel comfortable to express who they are and what they do in the cannabis industry and what they like and we try to keep that space like very peaceful as much as we can and comfortable for people to just get to know each other in this industry because the more people who come on the app that don't know who are learning that's what's helping desensitize people about bud you know so if this is a portal to help that happen a lot quicker than i chose and a lot of the other ogs chose to be in the forefront of doing that and helping provide you know that knowledge and provide those gems and provide all that stuff because I'm already fucking old enough. I already know what I'm doing. I help out other people and those blessings help everybody else rise up, you know, and be in a good situation. So, you know, that's, that's, that's the main purpose, I think, of why we really like it. And, you know, there's a lot of analytics and strategy and we are a media company. So, I mean, it's, it's part of the ecosystem, you know? So, what do you think? I think like Clubhouse? Just in general. Yeah, Clubhouse. I think it's it's going to be like the biggest, one of the biggest apps, just in general, just because I think it's like a 24-hour conference, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like all the time, like there's people on there and there's people all over the world. Like, oh, yeah. It's not just like limited and it's just no. anybody, like literally anybody can yeah. join in. And you, okay, we'll join you as a speaker, and you just start talking, and you can meet so many different people. On and there. it's amazing, yeah, the things that are happening. Yeah, how would in yeah. the fucking world yeah. would you change a credit card processing company to change being every bank, Square, PayPal, this, FreshBooks, and blah blah blah, every invoicing software on the planet. They even say a name associated, anything to cannabis, they don't give you the account. Mm -hmm. They tell you you're associated, that's it, but there's nothing we could say, or they, you start doing it and then they, they claim that you're just a part of it when it's nothing to do with actually cultivating. And here we go with Stripe, allowing everybody to have all these accounts that got to monetize and then they turned around and started telling people we had to cancel the account. But because of Clubhouse and a room that started and a person went on Twitter and totally blasted out Stripe and said, we're on Clubhouse with a whole bunch of people fucking talking about what you just did when we're just talking about a plant. And one of the main guys from Stripe comes into one of the people's clubhouses that had a lot of fucking people in there and started talking about it and then started reactivating the, those people's accounts and started telling at the main office to start reactivating everybody's account. And then I started telling people to directly talk to a specific person and I can tell you message after message after message how many people got their accounts instantly reactivated back. And Stripe has now been cool enough to take the stance that 
it's okay if you're associated with cannabis. We'll let you get tipped for what, what you're speaking. What's Stripe? It's a credit card processor okay. that Clubhouse did a deal with oh, to okay. allow people to accept tips and donations. Ah, tips and donations. Yeah. Yeah, they gave out a thousand to test. There's ten million on uh, people on there right now, and then another thousand got to test, and then after that there were sixty-six thousand, and then they gave out yesterday another sixty thousand. So that those people made the top one percent of Clubhouse if they were asked to or added that feature to their account. Oh, got it. Okay, okay, okay. I see. Not everybody got it. You got don't it. Have, like the blue check mark. It's it's kind of like a blue check mark, <laughs> yeah. but in a different way. Got it. It's yeah. a green check mark. Yeah. It accepts you. Yeah. If somebody <laughs> thinks what you said was tight, you could just click on their fucking bio, scroll to the bottom, and it says send money. Oh, and oh, so you're saying like even in relation to you cannabis. could just literally take your credit card and tip tip me, literally. Got it. Oh, I see. Okay. So Clubhouse created Clubhouse. a way for people could sign up and have a credit card processor pay you, and you could just take your debit card and click on my face that says send money. It says, okay, put your debit card in. Boop, boop, boop. How much would you like to send? $5 this, and they send, you could send them a tip for saying something cool. Literally. Wow. And eventually everybody will have it. Oh, you, okay. So you, eventually everyone yeah. will have it, but they're beta testing the top 1% people so they could get all the glitches out. How is it doing? It just started. So it just started like a, a couple of days ago. So every, the people who've been selected are, you know, for fun tipping each other and things. And I've heard guys that have gotten like $200 tips and like things wow. like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wow. That's insane. Absolutely. So that's really like making money off of just being on there. Absolutely. And then you'll be able to take, oh my God. and then you'll be able to take your club or your room and have a special speaker and charge a fee for people to come in that night. Wow. Oh yeah, for sure. I did not. Yeah, that's where it's heading. You think like very soon? No, they said in town hall. Yeah, that's why. Why do you think they just started giving people a chance to get that right. so then they can add all those other services? Wow. Yeah, they're beta testing everything. Wow. When do you think they're gonna roll this out? To everybody? Yeah. I don't know because Android is is happening in May and that's going to be a lot to work out and not every phone will, you know, little glitchy and um, they said they're going to do limited areas and they're not announcing where in the world they're actually going to let people start on Android. So, you know, there's a lot of factors that if you go to the town hall meetings or every Sunday at 9 a.m. Pacific, the owners of Clubhouse answer questions and usually... Town hall meeting is... Town hall... Literally, the clubhouse holds a town hall meeting. Oh. The owners of Clubhouse okay. on Clubhouse every Sunday, 9 a.m. Pacific. Following the owners of Clubhouse, oh, and I didn't get know alerted. That. Yeah, okay, a, cool. every, a lot of well, a lot of people in Clubhouse know about the Clubhouse town hall because after that, everybody goes to that meeting, starts rooms, and starts telling everybody, and that's how people usually end up knowing. Got it. <laughs> you <Okay>. know, <laughs> They're like a town hall. Let's yeah. Go. So that's cool. So we're getting towards the end of the show. Do you have any shout outs to friends or family out there? Um, I love my family. Literally love my family because without their support, I would not be here. And um, yeah, I mean, 
if people need to hit you up, what's your uh, Instagram website? Let's let's shout um, it out. So Shall We Talk is my Instagram, S-H-A-L-W-E-T-O-K-E. And um, that's like my handle for everything. And that's also my website, so .com. Um, very just, yeah. I also just filed a trademark application for that. So Hell that's yeah. also what I do. <laughs> Hell yeah. And what's the website you said? Uh, Shallwetoke.com. One okay. L. And what about for uh, your attorney purposes for cannabis? Oh, um, I mean, it's the same website, shallwetoke.com. Okay. And then also for my email, it's esq at shallwetoke.com. Okay, so esq at shallwetoke.com. Yes. So if you have uh, interest in cannabis licensing in California, right? Or anything cannabis business related. Cannabis business related. Yeah, anything cannabis, I guess, related. It hit you up. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's Absolutely. Sarah? Dope. Andrew, thanks so much for having me co-host today with you. Uh, you can check me out on IG at TerpTalkCA. And uh, we'll talk Terps. We'll get hashy. Hell yeah. Let's hash it up. Thank you guys for Thank you. tuning in to Hayes Radio Network. Check out our .com, HayesRadioNetwork.com. And check out all the different archived episodes we have on all the different platforms. Thank you. And... Let's go toke it up. Let's do it. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network. Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.